Welcome to the Circle City Cinema with your beloved host and the one and only Zach Griffith, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Welcome into Circle City Cinema. I'm your host, Zach Griffith, and in this is the first installment of the favorite movie series. We're starting off with perfect timing, I gotta say. Coming to America with Lynn Sanity host Caleb Lynn. Caleb, how you doing? I I'm doing great. I mean, when we're talking about a movie like this, just, <laughs> it, it's it, it it doesn't. I mean, I just smile. And it's 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 a fantastic movie. Um, it's it's you know, I mean, obviously, it's very difficult to pick a favorite movie, but I mean, this is probably you know in that upper echelon for me personally, there's, there's just so much that I enjoy and uh, so much to unpack. And, and I I mean, I'm looking forward to just reliving the moments of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm on a mission here in the favorite movie series to get every member of the running hook network onto circle city cinema to talk about their favorite movie. And so far I've booked everybody. Wow, you were the first guest, my friend. So, so like D, have you booked like you booked like Deke and like no, 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 like, just uh, oh, uh, so members you, of the so, network. Oh, so Voss RG, have you booked yeah. RG? Yeah. Wow, Ryan Gregory has been booked. Yeah. Wow, interesting. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'll unveil okay. the schedule uh, at the end of this, but yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing the schedule. I'm looking Everybody. forward to hearing the schedule. Everybody has been booked. Uh, but, like, but let's face it, though. The, the the reason, but here's the thing though, your schedule, you, you already made a smart decision. You put me in number one because I am the number one. <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's why let's just face, yeah, you know, you, 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 you knew what you were doing and uh, you know, it's uh, to have me as the kickoff. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. At least, at least that little schmuck Bryce Shaddy is at your uh, kickoff. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> You know, Bryce can't catch a break, honestly. It doesn't matter what show you're on, Caleb. Bryce is going to catch a show. Oh, it, no, it's odd. But, I mean, it's it's a tradition. It's it's, co-ho- it's co-host tradition, which he does on on your on your pod, on Battleground. Um, it's, he, he always throws in some shade that I have to recognize. So, I'm just I'm, – I'm giving it to the people. It's totally fair. It's totally fair. But, uh, Caleb yeah. – uh, yes. Give you the floor here. Uh, sure. Why? Why is Coming to America your favorite movie? You know, Zach, I, I was thinking about this today and and throughout the last you know couple of weeks since you and I've talked about doing this pod. What makes this my favorite movie? Obviously, it's hilarious in its own way. The acting's tremendous. Eddie Murphy's really good. But you know, like I mean, this is going to sound cliche to you, but I think you'll know what I mean. Some movies are just, they are game-changing barriers in the movie industry. I, I think you can make a legitimate argument that this movie did that. I, I think when you think about the overall way of how we look at comedy and how we're seeing more and more people, um, the diversity in comedy in the movie world, this is a movie that I think catapulted that in a way that we haven't seen. And, and, and I love that. I love to see empowerment when it can be had. 
in this movie just clearly empowered people. It empowered and Eddie Murphy. I mean, obviously he's done movies before this that made him really good. I get that. But at the same time, like there was an empowerment to this. And then just overall, like, I mean, what I love about movies is, and it really what I like about a good movie is I, I want you to take me into your world. Like I want the movie to take me into the world and I, I want to feel it every scene, every minute that movie does that in a way that is just, it, it's riveting. It's riveting. It makes you laugh. I mean, even just thinking, even just kind of looking at different scenes today, just sitting there, just like, I mean, just, just like, so laughing before it even happens. I mean, it just, you're reliving the moment when you first watched it. I mean, that's when you know, and you can separate that from being like a good movie to an average movie to a, a top of the line. This uh, you're totally right. This is a great movie. It's uh, you know Eddie Murphy is one of the top five movie stars of the '80s, I would say. And uh, this movie, you're right about the diversity thing. I mean, this is a virtually all black cast. Uh, part of the movie even takes place uh, in Africa, and it's <laughs> I just thought it's a really original movie, especially for comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and and you and I have had our fair share of. Uh, of comments off the record about how Saturday Night Live has zero original comedy, and and this 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 this, this movie does. You are an exactly, SNL. Well, yeah, I, because I'm <laughs> I'm an optimist it, when it comes to that. But but it's it's like I I just when I watch this movie, yeah, it's completely original. Everything is so original. It's it's hilarious. I'm sick and tired of seeing all these movies that have just these same old uh, uh, jokes and then sex in it. Like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of that. This movie was able to bring in a entirely different uh, audience. Everything was like, wow, just, just genius in the way they set up the lines, they set up the punches, whole nine yards. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. One of the great comedies ever. Uh, we'll get to Eddie Murphy's little run. He had like 20 plus year run of just uh, oh great greatness. Greatness. But greatness. <laughs> an SNL alum himself. He was the youngest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the youngest uh, cast member in SNL history. He started when he was 19. And mm. uh, he was on there for four years. And then uh, four years after he left SNL, he came out with this. <laughs> so, yeah. not bad. Yeah. No, not bad. No, not bad at all. But uh, what can you remember the first time you saw this movie? I I sure do. I was I was in the living room and uh, I was living room in my you know in in my house where I'm not going to disclose the location for all you creepers out there. I uh, <laughs> I I was I was I was with my uh, I was with my father. Well, no, I was, what what I was sitting there. What creepers? I don't know. We, we, we don't Caleb know. We, hey, look, maybe they will. Look, I, I mean, it, it's a uh, it's it's it was a it was a movie I, I did watch with my father. My, my dad was just like, hey, like you you would just love this movie. Like you love everything about it. Like it's just so funny. And, you know, like it's one of those movies that it, it's it's just you need to watch it. Like it's it's just you'd love the humor. And so I was like, all right, whatever. And. I went with it. I watched it. It's just, it's, oh my gosh. It's, it's so, it's so good. The whole thing is so good. I, I watched it with my dad. I, my mom went in every once in a while and just because she knew how much I would enjoy it. She saw me laugh and, 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 and dang near crying, man. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. 
So I don't know. Great. Fuck stuff. you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, all that, all that was it, it just, oh, classic. What, what classic is a dumb fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Uh, but uh, how, how many times do you think you've seen it? If, if you had to estimate. A handful, uh, a handful. I'm not one of those guys that sits there and watches like a favorite movie 10 times. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I let the, like, I want the moment like of, that I watched the movie to just be like impacts. So, like, honestly, like I would probably say like three, three times, three, four times. It, Cause I, I just, I'm never, I'm not one of those guys that sits there and like, especially with a movie wants to watch it like 10 times. You know what I'm saying? I don't like right. that could be weird, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm definitely uh, the opposite. If I see Goodfellas on TV, I'm gonna turn it on. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what's exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know you and your Goodfellas. I, I know that. One. <laughs> but I see both sides. I mean, you want yeah, hundred percent. You want to savor it. You want to savor it. Yes. Uh, this I, I see both sides. But is this is this your favorite film genre? The comedy genre. <sighs> I I go back and forth because I, I I do I do like it uh the comedy genre I like the action but you know you know what though I pro- I probably would stick to comedy because when it when it is when a good comedy a good comedy just is it's so great in in everything Right. Like, I don't like the way the genre is now in the sense of like what I mentioned earlier. I feel like everything's just, oh, we'll make this little raunchy joke and then we'll have sex. I don't I don't personally <laughs> enjoy I don't personally enjoy that. But like oh, it's, it's one of those. But it, but you know what I mean, though, like when, when it's done like this, where the creativity is just off the charts and, and Eddie Murphy is just putting on a marvelous performance. You know, a really goat-like did. performance. Honestly, I mean, that's not an exaggeration. I mean, it, it's it's one of the great comedic the top, performances ever. Yes, yes, because like when you put it at the top, when you stack your best action movie with your best comedy movie, I like the best comedy movie. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, just curious. Uh, sure. What are you, what are some of your other favorite movies? Oh, you threw me that question. Uh, uh, I should have known better. Um, so I, I, I will say, I will say this. I like what other movies did you consider? I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep going to. Well, I mean, I'm a Princess Bride guy. I mean, that's ah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, yeah. a, that's a classic for me. That's a classic for me. That's definitely yeah. in the top. Um, I'm a big Happy Gilmore guy. I loved it. I loved it whenever I, I when my dad showed it to me. Yes. I, I, just, I loved I loved the humor and and for all of you that listen to the Linsanity podcast, you know that I'm absolutely obsessed with sports and uh, may not have a life or a girlfriend yeah. because I just am my obsession with sports. So I, I did. I it, it's it's a it's it's probably you know if I gave you a top three, that's probably be what I'd give you. You know. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, Caleb, it's time to get into it. Time to get into the plot Let's of this Let's movie. Let's do it. Time to dive in. Uh, so the plot synopsis here. An extremely pampered African prince travels to Queens, New York, and goes yeah. undercover to find a wife that he can respect for her intelligence and strong will. It's a, like I said, original, very original movie. Yeah. The plot line really covers it all. 
Uh, so we got directed by John Landis, who's one of the great comedic uh, directors ever. Uh, produced oh. by George Folsey Jr., Robert D. Walks. Written by David Sheffield, Barry W. Blaustein. Story by Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy came up with the story himself. Music by Nile Rodgers. I got to say, classic. great music. Great music. Great classic. Yeah, Nile Rodgers and music. <laughs> it's a pretty much a classic. Hundred, to- Totally agree there. Great music. Uh, cinematography yeah. by Sol Negrin, Woody Omens, edited by Malcolm Campbell and George Folsey Jr. And, of course, starring Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Sherry. Oh, Henry, yeah, baby. And mm. James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. James Earl Jones. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. Love Seven it. out of ten IMDB. Um yeah, it's okay. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the rating. It's it's a yeah. Yeah, I got my bias. I'm, I'm I I IMDB IMDB is saying this movie is C quality. I don't think it's C quality. Right? I mean seriously though, right? No, it's, not. It, it's, it's not, but you know. I think I was expecting. I didn't know what the rating was, so I I was surprised it was seven. I honestly thought it was going to be lower, just because it's a comedy. But uh, I I I would think seven point five at least for this movie. At least. at least, at least, at least. And this is the thing about this movie: thirty six million dollar budget, three hundred fifty million box office, and nineteen eighty eight. The power of Eddie yes. Murphy, Caleb. Yeah, I mean it's the power of Eddie Murphy, and and you know, I mean the, I mean he's not under, not underappreciated, but Arsenio Hall is just, my gosh, yeah. I mean what he what he what he does in this movie is is just it's unbelievable. I mean it's like you're playing I Spy, you know, to find him out there because they just disguise him in so many ways, and and oh. I mean, it's when you have a cast that leads off with that in, in James Earl Jones, it it's a can't I mean, it's a canvas movie. It's a canvas movie. And and to me, I, the cast made that um, made it that way and made it appealing in that way. But then the final product itself was just tremendous. It was. It totally was. And uh, the plot here we get first, we get Akeem's daily routine and uh, Zamunda. Uh, <laughs> They literally wipe his own ass, Caleb. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I watched. I watched the beginning. I watched. So I'm sitting there on my couch. I can tell you right now. The first. Uh, the first. Uh, you know, first time I watched the win. I'll tell you. I sat there. I sat there on my couch. I, I was. I, I mean, I just. I was sitting there, just like what. What in the crap am I what, like? What in the crap am I watching? You know, like not even in a bad way, but just like, what is happening? Like this is not the way that I expected the beginning of the movie to go. But at the same time, the thing that we keep talking about and keep bringing up this creativity yeah. it is not something that you expect. It's not cliche, right? It's not cliche. Um, you know, it's not cliche like. You know, if you have a 32-year-old power forward who isn't that good because he's overpaid like Danilo Gallinari, you know, it's not that cliche. You know, <laughs> so it's, 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 it's good, though. It's good, though. And I'll say this. Uh, and he discusses his dissatisfaction with uh, the lifestyle, the traditions with, with his parents, who just happen to be the king and queen of the country. Oh. Uh, I, I like this because... Uh, totally. He's got his own identity. He's bucking... The family plan for him. He doesn't. He doesn't want to be uh, forced into this uh, prince life. 
I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's a because normally it's like, well, you know, every time you see a movie like this, it's like, well, I want to be the person or I'm like battling for the royal position. But he's he he's in this movie. He's like, well, I'm not really sure if that's what I want. It's not really what I want. You know, I, I want to do other things and I want to be different than that. And and that's a cool plot because I think in you know in its own way it it's it's showing relatability and and transparency sometimes because we think that being famous does all this stuff it's great it's a lifestyle that seems from your Instagram pictures now and all that other jazz it seems great but in whole reality like some you know some people don't really like it like. Right. I mean, I get, you know, they don't like it. They want to have that hidden to themselves and very private. And I, I thought it was really, I thought it was a very good idea that they had for sure. And uh, so he wants his own wife. He doesn't want to be forced into an arranged marriage. Uh, un- understandable. Totally understandable. Uh, totally. Totally. Understandable. <laughs> totally. And uh, Semi uh, played by Arsenio Hall just doesn't understand. He's, he says a wife. No. You you need a wife so you can have sex and have a son and have an heir. <laughs> to to semi, that's basically the whole point. Like you have a wife, she does what you want, and that's it. And uh, Akeem's just like, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I I want a wife I could talk to and I can understand. And semi yeah. just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. Hey, because he was think he's thinking from like a royalty, right? Like royalty perspective, right? And like all this other jazz and. He's like, no, like, I actually want somebody. Don't force somebody upon me, you know? And I, I like, again, creative content. Creative content, a different way to look at a royal structure and, and reliability, I guess, you know? Well, Akeem then talks with his wife-to-be, who has literally, she tells him, been trained from birth to mm. satisfy his every need, and it doesn't go as planned. Sure. It doesn't go as planned. And no, not at all. The father... Uh, king, the king here. He is not. He's not happy. He's like, hey, we went through a lot no. of trouble for this queen of yours. You, you need to. You need to step up here. Step up to the plate. Get married. And Akeem just doesn't want it. So him and Semi no. fly to Queens, and Semi still doesn't get it. He's like, what are we doing? Still here? doesn't get it. <laughs> still doesn't get it. And then uh, they try to acclimate to the American culture and. <laughs> Yeah. How does Akeem hail down the cab, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> what a scene. What a scene. That whole thing was incredible. I mean, just throwing the oh gosh, just throwing cash, just not even a big deal. He just, it, 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 <laughs> God, the, the cabbie gets out and yells, You dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that that was that overall like that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't I didn't see that coming either. So I was just like, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is, this is insane. You it's know? like, welcome to New York, pal. Here you go. Exactly. You go. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And so they, they get driven to the shittiest part of Queens possible. <laughs> mm. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, the barbershop, Caleb, take us through the barbershop. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the bar, the barbershop, the barbershop, just God bless. I mean, the way that they, I think, I don't know. I'm not in terms of detailing and, and all that stuff. I mean, it sets up, it sets up right with Arsenio 
you know, kind of designed and, and into this character, which is the first time I fully read. I had to sit there and watch it. And then my, I told my dad, when I watched the movie, I was sitting there like, wait, like that's, that's him. Yeah. Like that's, that's him doing that. So that part in general, mind boggled me the entire time. And it still mind boggles me the entire time I watch it because it's just like, how are they able to do that? How did they keep that versatility? And it, it just, again, like, and I don't mean to be repetitive here, Zach, but when you when you have when you have actors like Arsenio Hall, so many times we like to put guys in a box, like right. we want to put we want to put things in a box, and like the way that this the way that this movie and it's particularly in this scene, I feel like is when it showed the most. It showed this versatility that Arsenio has, and it just gave a a light to the movie and you just kept seeing them in different unique roles. Like, I mean, Zach, I guess my, I, I wanted to ask you a question on this in terms of a duo in the way that they can adjust, like as a comedy duo, like where does that rank for you? Like how, how high do you rank them? Arsenio I, and Eddie. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was incredible. The whole movie. It was incredible. The whole movie. I rank them. I have them at the top. I think they're better than Farrell. Do you really? Riley. I think they're better than Sandler wow. and whoever you wow. want to pair with him. Yeah. Uh, I've always thought comedic actors have the most range out of anybody in Hollywood. Mm. Because if you mm. watch a lot of interviews with uh, these actors, like Robert De Niro said once, uh, being in a comedy it was the hardest job I ever had. Because mm. it's all about timing in comedy. And... Guys like Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, they know timing better than anybody. So they can do any movie, I think. Yeah. I mean, the range, yeah. the range, I think, for comedic actors is higher than anybody's. But uh, we get some cameos here, Caleb. Cuba Gooding Jr., who uh, is not in a good standing right now in Hollywood. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's not. Uh, no, he's he, not. He's getting a haircut in this scene. <laughs> yeah. I God bless. I mean, forget about, I mean, if you're going to base it off this movie and, and what he was like in, in this situation, I, I mean, again, bring in the youthful perspective, right? You know, you're, you're, you're allowing, you're allowing this to come off as, oh, well, you know, Hey, I can make it relatable. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not just going to put a bunch of like, cause here's the thing. Like the first time I watched this movie was like a, Oh, I think I was like a freshman in high school or something. I was like a freshman in high school. I just watched at my house. And here's the, like, I mean, this is my high school brain here for a second, but like, if you bring in a kid, there's something about the joy in, in, in that situation. Like there's a joy in having the kid there and, and letting that be what you want. And ultimately like I, that, that scene, that scene for me again, just continues to build off of, they, they use everything really well. The overall, I, I personally really, I liked it. I liked this scene, uh, but I felt like the buildup and just overall, like you knew something was bigger. That's what I personally appreciated about that scene. But I don't know. That's just me. I, I don't have an insane say, amount of thoughts on it. The the makeup is unbelievable. The makeup yeah, and costumes for the barbershop yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, and, uh, Rick Baker was in charge of the makeup on this movie, and he's done. He did makeup for the Star Wars movies. He did makeup for uh, an American Werewolf in London, which was another 
John Landis movie. He's he's done all kinds of stuff. So he he's by far the best to ever work with makeup and costumes, I think. But uh, you really did a great job here. And we have a good fun fact about that uh, later on. But uh, oh, then Akeem Lord. and Semi get a room. Literally, Caleb, get a room. One of your favorite sayings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you want, you want me to tell you? I... That that is that is an influence. I'm not going to confirm nor deny oh. that the get a room scene actually, you know, pardon me, pardon me, thought about that. But in all seriousness, like you, this you, you see them explore a little more, right? You see them kind of get out of their world and and just they're totally <laughs> oblivious. They're totally oblivious. Yeah, they're oblivious. And but to be honest, though, the part I like about it is they made it that way. They didn't sit there and like try to make it look like oh, this is not a big deal. This is real life stuff. Like if you're from another country and you come to America, you're probably thinking, okay, what the crap's going on? What the crap are we doing? If you're in Florida or Texas and you see they have no masks, you're sitting there like, what? Like, I, can't, I mean, you could only, you could, like the real life aspect of this scene is just, I mean, come on, Zach, there's so many parallels here. You know, I, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I like what they did with the Keem and that, you know, this guy's high born, literally yes. royalty, and he doesn't have a big head at all, dude. Like, no, not at all. Like, give me the shittiest place you can find, and that's it. <laughs> let me, let, yeah, because he, he, he didn't want, I love the way that they did this. Like, he was so used to the richest stuff, the biggest buildings, everybody doing everything for him. But he wanted the lowest of the lowest because that's what he never experienced. Like that's the, that's the thing he never experienced. That's the thing he never thought about. And that's a, a, in my opinion, like another great example of, you know, what I mentioned earlier, royalty is not everything for every, for anyone. And the way that they nailed this in the bar scene, I thought it was really, I thought it was very good. Thought it was really, really good. And they get a room from the landlord who, uh, <laughs> takes them to a literal crime scene for their room. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> but you, you knew, you knew the two of them were just going to sit there and be so oblivious to it. Right. <laughs> and so, and, and so you're just sitting there and, and I just have a smile on my face as, as, as when this scene is happening, just like, Yeah. Yeah, you know, it makes all the world, it makes all the sense. It's building the plots up. It, it continues to carry. I was just sitting there like, what else could you want? What else could you want? <laughs> and then uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie here, the, the bar scene with, where they have, they have like yeah. rapid dating. And take us take us through uh, the uh, the dates they have. In this. <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly, honestly, I'm not trying to cop out of this, but I, I wanted you to I wanted you to get your thoughts on that scene, because I feel like you can deliver that scene in a way that is significantly better than I can. Oh, <laughs> uh, they walk in and they're trying to. They they walk up to the first lady they see and she's like, "You want to know a secret? I worship the devil." And then they're just like, "All right, next, next, please, next, next, please." <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the first lady they sit down with says, uh, "She needs a man that can satisfy her." She says, "Her girl right now just can't do it." <laughs> Um, whoever that guy is takes an L in this movie. <laughs> Huge, massive, totally massive. Oh my gosh, completely massive L. Next girl says she only dates guys who drive BMWs, and yep. then uh, another one. The next one says, "I'm basically single. My husband's on death row." <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how are you 
supposed to feel? Like, how are you supposed to feel at that moment when you sit there and you're like, eh, my husband's about to end it, bro. Like, what? <laughs> I, I, I'm basically single. I don't, I, I, I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I don't even know. Don't so even know. We get, that's a great scene. One of my favorites. And uh, the beauty pageant then, uh, the first Lisa appearance who will eventually be uh, um, the prince's wife. It's you know immediately when Lisa comes on the stage, she's like, "All right, that's uh, that's who Akeem's going after." That's that's yeah, it. you know, and and they really nailed that. And 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 I guess this kind of is like our first time really talking about Lisa, so you know, and and that character, and I love the way they did that, like the whole thing. They set it up. They set it up in a way where it was like, well, like you knew that he was like going to be interested, right? There was no doubt about that. You can tell based off of oh, yeah. the makeup and the effort that they put into her specifically, like that there was going to be something bigger, right? And then her personality overall, again, it, it was not, royalty was not really a thing. You could tell like she, I mean, for crying out loud, it's her dad's basically, were, you know, owning the McDonald's, you know, and in, in the coming to America, the McDowell's, the McDowell's, that's it, the McDowell's, the McDowell's. So it, it, it was, again, like, the, would you, would you, would you could put all that together and, and how she was able to create this and get this side out of Akeem, like get this uniqueness from Akeem that we didn't see. It's cool. I mean, we all change with love, obviously, but I, I like I like how that I like how that was. I, I really, really enjoyed the way that Sherry Headley played that. It was fantastic. Very well done. And she's she's underrated in this movie. She really is. We get we get caught yeah, up in the movie at Arsenio Hall, but she she is very good. She's very good in this movie. And uh, speaking of McDowell's, that's where we go to the the uh, blatant McDonald's ripoff. <laughs> and they even joke about it in the movie with the, the camera guy who comes but let's, pictures. Yeah, but let's face it. Like, I mean, it was that was that was beautiful. It yeah. set up perfectly. <laughs> and you, it was it's the lowest of lows. When you think of the lowest fast food place, what do you think? McDonald's, right? I mean, it just, again, it's <laughs> the way they played off of that was fantastic. And how they, they, you know, use Lisa's dad as the manager owner of the store and, and uh, you know, how he, you know, the garbage aspect of it. And uh, oh, it was, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it was, it was incredible. And then, and then all of a sudden you're, you're seeing him, you know, basically like, Oh, well, I want this job. And then, you know, again, like, why would you expect the King to be, you know, messing with the floor and, and messing with fries right. and, and all that other jazz. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the McDowell's, the McDowell's. What can I say? Akeem then tries to uh, try tries to hit on uh, Lisa a little bit. Tries to get her attention. Oh, sure does. Sure does. <laughs> says, I mean. Can I take your trash out? She says, oh, "I don't have any." And then he's, <sighs> he says, "When you think of garbage, think of Akeem." <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. So here's all right. Question. Question for you. Question for you on this particular scene. If this movie was released tomorrow, do you think that seed would get a little bit more publicity considering the way that we use garbage, like the way that we use that word? You know, because like it's sports all the time. We sit there and we're like, you know, that guy's garbage. 
you know, you're never going to say you don't like him anymore. You just sit there and say that guy's garbage. Like the way that they played off of that, I almost thought was too early for its time. But what do you think? I'm curious. <laughs> I think it played really well today. Honestly, I still get. Yeah, laugh. I think it'd be great. <laughs> yes, yes. I thought I thought the, I thought the same I thing as I was reviewing it. everything. Yes. hundred percent. Like when you sit there, you still watch it and you're like, yeah, that's, that's a classic. That's a timeless, that's a timeless scene to me. Nothing about that is going to fade away anytime. When you think of garbage, think of a key. What a great line. Think of a key. Uh, and then Daryl shows up and you can argue Daryl is the villain of the movie. <laughs> Daryl, you know, uh, he, he is the villain. He is. He is the villain, and uh, I, you know, at first, at first, I really liked how they played it off. Like it was like, oh, like, like it's all cool, like whatever. But like they did a little foreshadowing, so that you can, so that you sit there and you're like, yeah, like that's yeah, you know, that's gonna be his competition. <laughs> and then like you get into the fact that he's like doing all this stuff, and, you know, tries to take her to some St. John game. St. John's, right? St. John's took her to a St. John, yep, St. John's, John's game. St. John's game. And, uh, you know, it was, it was trying to, you know, use the money and, and the flash that he had. And, um, you know, in a way, Hakeem, like, didn't show the flash, but you knew that he had, as the viewer, as the person watching the movie, you knew that his you, you know what I'm trying to say. His flash was just kind of hidden and his was just, and, and Daryl's was just basically more out there. Yeah. Right. And uh, it was a little compare and contrast that I appreciated. It's and and then, uh, you know, he throws a shake at Akeem basically. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, yes. Akeem has his first one-on-one interaction with uh, Lisa's dad where he tries to talk about a football game the night before. <laughs> He's like, did you catch the American football contest last night? The, the Giants of yeah. New York. And, <laughs> and uh, he leans in. He's like, Akeem, I'm only going to say this once. Stay off the drugs. <laughs> Stay off the drugs. <laughs> I mean, overall, like, I know I get it. You know, he was trying to create conversation, trying to get the in, right? Like, you know, if we're going on a date or something, obviously the goal would be to try to get the dad of the girl to like us. Get the okay from the dad. Get the okay. It's still a tradition. It still happens. I mean, it was a smart try by Akeem. Most unfortunate <laughs> uh, that, you know, Lisa's dad thought that way. I guess he's not a football guy. I guess he doesn't no. watch the Giants. He must be a Jets no. guy. <laughs> Good luck with that. I wouldn't want to root for the Jets. I don't care what time. I don't care what time period. I mean, yeah, it's recently, too bad. It's too bad if not he's recently. a Jets fan, honestly. No, 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 no. No, I'd be horrible. <laughs> Akeem then uh, sends Lisa some uh, really expensive earrings. I think they even said the price. It was like at least five figures. Like those earrings are pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Like he's just spitting out cash. Yeah. But the problem is he had like a library of freaking resources to go out and spend whatever cash he wanted. It wasn't like he was like, you know, desperate. No, it wasn't hurting. He wasn't hurting for money. No, he he was not hurting at all. He clearly wasn't hurting. I just, it's, it's so, I mean, I, Hey, I mean, if you got that type of money and you feel like that's going to win your girl over and, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you do it, but I I don't have the unfortunate privilege to throw that money around. So uh, that's just me, though. 
<laughs> oh, that's me too. But uh, we also get the aforementioned St. John's game. Daryl just just being an asshole at this game, just being an idiot. Yeah, just being an idiot to a game. <laughs> they totally are. They 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 totally are. It's it's not. It's a situation where it's it's just you know now now they're. Making fun, they're, they're they're making fun. They're they're basically just they're they're ridiculing him. Now it's like okay, now he's not the new guy anymore. Like he's somebody that we can like. You know, how like everybody has that new stage where everybody just sits there. Yeah. Like if were you ever new, like a, a a kid that was like new, like to a high school, moved to a high school, moved to a middle school at some point, and you were the only one who sat at the lunch table by yourself. Well, like everybody's just judging you for like about a week. And then all of a sudden, after the week, they think that they know who you are. So then they just ridicule you. It's like, oh, you want to fix the ego? That's what that that that's what that reminded me of. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah, so yeah. it's not a total loss for Akeem at the game, though. He does get a hand job during the game. <laughs> From Lisa's sister, uh, Lisa's sister Lisa's is sister, all, Lisa's all over sister the place. Was, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was not, an, it did not a turn that I really, exp- not, not anything that I, uh, I guess I didn't expect it to go to that length. I'll say that. I mean, no. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe that has something in mind, but then <laughs> I don't know for me, that's a little extra. I don't, I, don't, I didn't need all that, but I, you know, if that's, that's where you feel like you need to go, that's where you feel like you need to go. And then we get uh, Zimunda Citizen, who is uh, working at the garden and recognizes Akeem and wants a picture with him. He's Everybody knows him. Everybody knows him. Rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. so. I mean, if you were a part of that, like a part of your own, you know, your country or whatever, and you moved in and you you saw like a, an icon, right? Like if you're like, for an example, like I'm just throwing something out random, but like if you were say from Portugal, right? And Cristiano Ronaldo comes walking by, like you're cl- are, are you kidding me? Like you're probably going to sit there and think, Oh my gosh, dude, get a picture with him. Like, I have to take a picture. Like, yeah. I mean, like again, like it, it was, it was. And then the, the funny part was he just was sitting there. Akeem was just sitting there. Like what? Just trying to take like, a this leap. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to do his thing, <laughs> not trying to be in the way he didn't want to show any of his like famous, like roles or power or anything like that. And so it, it just, it kept the story going, kept the kept the movie moving in the right direction. The the next scene here, the next day at McDowell's, uh, Sam Samuel L. Jackson robs the place. <laughs> and uh, what did you think? Akeem you and Sammy take that? him out. What did, What did you think about that? When the, I liked when they it. brought him in, you liked it. Yeah. I. This was I like before. It. This was before anybody really knew who Sam Jackson was. Like this was before. This was before Pulp Fiction. It's before even his little bit part in Goodfellas. It's before Jurassic Park. Like it's before. How all do you look at this? How do you look at what that did for him? Do you think that had much of an impact in all seriousness of his career that he has? The respect, the respected career that he has, gave him an opportunity. I don't know. It's a question for you on Sam Jackson. I, I think topic, being, but. I think being in a Landis movie gave him points. Being an Eddie Murphy movie uh, gave him some points. I like it. Definitely caught the interest of these directors that he would eventually work with. Like eventually, he goes sure. on to work with like Spielberg and Scorsese and Tarantino and I'm, Legends. Um, yeah, I'm willing to bet they they watched uh, this movie. 
and saw him. I mean, he was on hope. the screen Let's... for like 10 seconds or like a minute. Yeah. No, <laughs> was it? Yeah, it wasn't on very long because I sat there when watching this movie. I was like, Dad, that's, that's Samuel L. Jackson. Total heat and check. I was like, I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was just, it, mind, it mind boggled me to only see him like in a short scene for that quick second. Like that was weird because, you know, typically you're always seeing him as the main guy. It's interesting looking back at that. But uh, yeah, for your question, I think it totally, even a little bit part like this, uh, it helped him out. It definitely, sure. did, it definitely didn't hurt. That's for sure. Mm. Um, so Akeem and Semi uh, take him out pretty easily while Daryl cowers under a, under a table. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Carrie good to the table. That part of it just the whole time that was happening. That's what I couldn't get over. I just kept laughing and laughing. You, you with this at the tense scene, I couldn't even look at it like intense. I just I was laughing too much. You know, we all have those moments. For me, that's what I was doing. I don't know about you, but that's that's what I was doing the whole time watching it again. So uh, Mr. McDowell rewards uh, Akeem by uh, hiring him to be the bartender at his dinner party, where he then basically arranges a marriage for his daughter. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, Caleb? I, 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 that's when I lost some, like, that's when I was like, all right, Mr. McDowell sucks. <laughs> Or in other words, in other words, for other you, for all you uh, Lynn Sanity fans out there, you know what you know what really needed to happen. Mister McDowell needed to get the sack, <laughs> and it was clear. It was clear as day at that point. I was like, Mister McDowell, dude, you need to just get the sack. Move on, just just move on. Get the sack. Ridiculous. This is not right. This is not fair. Allow her to find the true love, like. Un- unbelievable. I was so mad at Mr. McDowell. I was mad at Mr. McDowell like I was on Mike Pettin, uh when he made that wow. stupid call on Kevin King. If wow. that, that gives you any idea. Because you know I was mad. I think you were there that day too, weren't you? I was. Uh, Mike Pettin, who recently got a job, if I'm not mistaken, Caleb. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about Mike Pettin, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I like it. So get the sack. I was, uh, Circle City. It was a get the sack. I like it. Uh, you know I had to do that. Come on. It's fine. I shot at Bryce and uh, and uh, get the sack. I like it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Well, I, and I kind of took a shot at a uh, at Alex to a degree with his uh, <laughs> Danilo Gallinari love, whatever you want to call it. He wants to manifest Gallo with it. He's just sitting there. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> Uh, so Akeem, then uh, I think this is a nice bit of acting from both uh, Eddie and uh, uh, Headley. Uh, Akeem comforts Lisa on the swing set outside after she just learned she has to marry Daryl. Some quality acting here. It's quality acting. The scene in general was just, you know, I, during you kind of had a feeling that there was going to be that big moment where, like, you know. Maxie chops get shown off. Yeah. Like where the love was in the air, but then it just became more relevant to the situation. Like we all saw it and everybody saw it. Like it just, everything really shifted quickly uh, to that point. The pace was a lot quicker, at least to me, like watching it again. I mean, would you say that the pace, you know, in a way, even, even though the moment itself took a long time it felt like the pace of where the movie was going was is much faster would you would you agree with that the pace from somebody yeah the pace picks up after uh they they connect definitely i mean that's totally 
that's I think it's the turning point in the movie. I mean, that's what Akeem came to America to. Oh yeah, to find and he finally sure. found it. Finally has a chance. It seems like so they go on a date. Uh, it's originally supposed to be at Akeem and uh, Semi's apartment. Well, Semi has revamped the apartment, Caleb. <laughs> well, Semi's got it. Semi's got to do what he's got to do. Right. He I was mean, told to fix sitting, it up and he fixed it up. He was he was told to fix it up. He was thinking to myself, man, I, I like this. I like this little hot tub inside. I like uh, I like the bro night vibe that this can uh, <laughs> this can give me. I'm gonna take it. And then, you know, obviously he wanted this yeah, and, and then you know, Akeem obviously had totally different plans, but honestly I don't blame Semi. I probably would have, you know, looked to give it myself a nice little uh that's right. After pad. all, I mean, I've been dealing with the Keem. Well, I'm thinking about it for a second. You know, if I had, had to just. All right. Semi just got dragged along. He just got dragged along. He's like, I just wanted to do my own thing. I mean, I, we all we all relate to that in some ways. Totally. I can't blame Semi at all. Really, he did a no. really nice job, I got to say. Really nice. Exactly. Paint job. He painted the place. Uh, Hot tub, everything. Stereo. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Totally. Whole thing. So uh, the date goes well, but then. The king and queen arrive uh, after Semi tells them they've they've run out of money. They're, it's all it's the money's gone, and the king comes to see what's up. The forty days is almost up. Uh, he's he's not happy. He wants he wants the king to come home, get married to the lady he picked out, and then they meet up at uh, Mister McDowell's house, who has realized, hey, I can cash in on this here. <laughs> sure. No, he's obviously thinking to himself. I, I mean. Yeah, like if I can have this royalty in my life, like, are you kidding me? Like, absolutely. I mean, probably in the back of our, like if, you know, if we were, you know, dating some sort of princess or whatever the case might be. And, and you know, I think my dad would be like, sweet. Not even in a bad way, but just be like, there's, I mean, there's obviously benefits. McDowell just made it more clear and direct, which is what made it so funny. You know, I mean, it's like, and, and then the way that, the, you know, James Earl Jones handles this entire scene in these entire moments, it's just uh, it's yeah, James pure Earl classic. Jones. James Earl Jones, who we didn't, we haven't seen him since uh, we were no, in we Zamunda at the beginning. No, and we needed it. We needed him and he came up big time. I mean, he hit the grand oh, slam, yeah. like he hit that, you know, game winning home run like David Freeze did for my, but for my uh, Redbirds oh, to give okay. me a title. All right. All right. You knew I had to do that. The Redbirds suck. It's the official oh, stance okay. of Circle City Cinema. <laughs> Redbirds suck. They all, they've always sucked. They're going to suck even more. But uh, Akeem... Daryl Daryl gets thrown to the curb very fast by Mr. McDowell. <laughs> he sure does. He sure does. As soon as as soon as you got the royalty thing, it's like, yeah, sorry, you're done. Even the dog gets sicked on him. Sicks the dog yeah, on exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Take the take the L. It's it's it was real, but I got my I got my guy now. You know, it's like the oh, new yeah. it's like the new device, right? Everybody gets tired of the new. It's like if you got the new iPhone or whatever, you sit there and you're like, yeah. Just, just throw that trash in the bag, right? If you, if you switch from a Samsung to an iPhone, like so many people are just like, well, like a, a great iPhone is just like Dominic compared to a Samsung to a lot of people. And I know for a friend of mine, he, he's switching out uh, a Samsung and, and, uh, and that's what, in a weird way, just to compare it in real time to real things. That's what it reminded me of. It's like, sweet. I just upgraded like significantly. I just got all the cash. I, you know, obviously my daughter likes him and, and it just, it, it, it was, it was everything, everything and more. 
So McDowell is uh, racking up the W's here, but Lisa's upset. Lisa's upset because the king has come in and said, uh, a king doesn't love you, just came here to fuck. He just came here to bang. (laughs) 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 And and Akeem's like, whoa, dad, what the fuck the hell? Well, yeah, that... (laughs) In all seriousness, though, that that really... I mean, I laughed at the same time, but it sucked because you were sitting there just like, why? Like... Like what, you know, he found the person, you know, <laughs> she likes him. Why did the king have to get, in, why, why, why did he have to get in the way? I don't Love know. Love was there and, and, and uh, it was, it was, it was frustrating at first, but obviously it gets better later on. The king, I mean, the king very nearly fucks it up. He nearly very, I mean, almost fucks the whole thing up. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, totally. And he tries to buy off Mr. McDowell, and Mr. McDowell stands up. He's like, no, you're not going to buy off my daughter. She's a great woman. She's my daughter. McDowell agrees I mean, and balls. that's the – yeah, that's exactly what, what he needed to do. It was about time uh, for him to take his stance. I mean, you know, he's always trying to get it off of other people, and, and he stood there. He said, I'm going to stand up for my daughter in that moment. It was powerful. It was different. Definitely a turn shifter. Because oh, everything yeah. was set up where it was like, oh, I don't care as long as I benefit. But then when it was like, hey, we're going to take your daughter, he's like, ah, like I ain't cool with that. You right. Know? I, I like that part too. Definitely. I definitely. Own big time. Yeah. Um, Lisa at first turns down Akeem, but then uh, the queen kind of dunks on her husband and says, You're the king. You can change traditions. Just You're do it. King. Just do it. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Just do it. That's yeah. exactly what happens. They get married. Uh, we don't think it's Lisa coming down the aisle, but pull back the veil, and it is, and it was nice. Okay, no, no, but you're you're forgetting you're, you're forgetting literally the best part of it. When in the wedding, the guy's just sitting. When the oh, what's his? I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. But the song right before the wedding. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, the song, right? <laughs> that's literally the best thing in the whole freaking. That's the best thing in the whole freaking movie. He, it was, it was, it was like it went to a totally different direction. It went, oh my, come on, hey, I mean, come on, that that for me that was a top two scene. Maybe I forgot was, that was great. That was great. I forgot that was great. That. Come on, that was great. <laughs> and that voice was something else. I mean, oh, he knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, and yeah, totally yeah, killed it. Yeah, totally killed it. Yeah, that's, just that's a royal wedding. That's yeah, a royal yeah. wedding, folks. Oh yeah, this. <laughs> uh, so now let's get into the the fun facts here. Uh, what or what's your uh, favorite scene, Caleb? Literally the end, like that scene where he does the song and you know sets up the whole wedding. It was per- because it wrapped up everything, right? The love at first sight was happening. Then all every the love was going to result. Everybody was going to be happy. You still got your comedy. Everybody was involved. And at the end of the day, like that's I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's cliche to do the ending, but in all seriousness, like that, at least for me, that's what it was. So, what's what's yours? What's yours? In all seriousness, what's yours? I think honestly, uh, when they uh, when they show up in America at first, <laughs> hail down the cab. The whole sequence of getting the cab and uh, all the way to getting the room. I just love that. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that uh, that you didn't that you didn't like the line where he just sits there and just yells 
just keeps yelling the F word, just yells it. <laughs> just, I'm surprised that wasn't your line. I feel like that was your line. And I feel like that was your seat. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised that's not your seat. It's a close second. Yeah, I'm surprised it's such a favorite scene. That's all. There's a few F bombs in uh, my favorite little sequence there. <laughs> yes, there was. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. Character, Caleb. <sighs> Um, good question. I'll go Lisa. Wow. I, I think because because it it, 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 you know, in, you know, he she had a really great influence the whole time. And 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 I appreciated the way that that she handed, you know, the whole character, how it was handled, um, you know, and and she brought this like cool, like friendly way to it. That's appreciated in our time, right? We sit there. We always think like we just got to go straight to the dating. But she was like very cool with it. She's friendly, very relaxing. Yes. And I, I, I know for me, it, I enjoyed that part of it. I enjoyed that. And I mean, obviously, every character is good. And like, if you sit here and you tell me Akeem's your favorite character, I'm obviously not going to think you're crazy. I just, I tried to get, I tried to get out of the, you know, the typical answer if that makes any sense. I'm gonna go dark horse here. I'm gonna go with the landlord. Just living, wow, are you just really? living life. You're gonna go with the landlord? Wow, <laughs> wow. Okay, I did not expect that one. I definitely thought you would have gone with the uh, Akeem. I don't know. That's interesting. Landlord just living life, chilling in his new tenant's apartment with the hot tub. Yes, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's it's uh, a. It was something check. to see. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cash and checks, doing his thing, and. Uh, off and rolling, man. I mean, if you're going to get paid like that, shoot, let it happen. Let it happen. Yeah, let it happen. I mean, <laughs> and, and do, you, do you have any other observations or comments about the movie before we move on? Not for me, I, I would just say, you know, I was, it, the, the ending of the movie just made me feel full, right? It made me feel full. Like I, I got a lot out of it. There was a lot of great storytelling. It was super detailed and I was full, you know, like sometimes you just sit there. You're like, man, I want more, but I didn't really feel that way. And I wonder if I was actually watching this movie in real time, if I would want a second coming to America, but I don't think I would have because I, I, I personally thought it was complete. So that's just me, but we'll see. My only comment is I thought it was the perfect length, um, about an hour and 50 minutes, which I think is perfect for a comedy. That is great length. I hate the, the two and a half hour, three hour movies. Nah, yeah. yeah, especially comedies. I mean, if you look at, the, for example, the Will Ferrell comedies of the sure. 2000s or uh, Sandler's in the – like Happy Gilmore. I, I don't think Happy Gilmore is – much longer than an hour and a half and it doesn't need to be no it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't like that again you you're filled up after you watch a movie like that you're filled yeah. up and this this one that's a good way to describe this one it, it didn't leave any uh, stone unturned to give you everything you wanted right it's a great one of the great comedies ever i don't think that's uh a debate honestly 100 100 percent uh, so John Landis, just a little, some notes on him with the director of this movie. One of the great comedic directors ever. But he also directed An American Werewolf in London, which I don't know if you've ever seen that, Caleb, but it's a great movie. Great movie. I'm not, and I I, I should. I should, because I, I mean, 
Landis knocked it out of the park with coming to America. I need to really look at his collection a little bit more. Well, here's some more. We got Animal House, which is a comedy classic. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> Heard all the stories about Animal House, but I, I, I've not been too, too into it. Like I said, I need to get caught up on Landis. I really do. Uh, we got uh, the Blues Brothers, another uh, Landis-directed movie with uh, SNL stars, just like this one. And then uh, Trading Places, Eddie Murphy again. Trading, yes, Trading Places. I believe I have seen. I I enjoyed I enjoyed that a lot. I mean, but the thing is, I mean, I'm biased towards Eddie Murphy. I mean, pretty much anything he made at that point in time was going to be good. You know, it was totally, it totally was. I mean, I yeah. I said it earlier, but I think he was for the 1980s one of the just in terms of movie stars, not acting ability. Sure, movie star. I think he's one of the. He was one of the five biggest movie stars of the 80s. No question. About totally. It. Totally. No question about it. No hesitation. Number, number one for comedy. Yeah. Uh, I mean. I don't know who else you could put in there. Who else no. can you put in there? This movie almost made $400 million in 1988. A comedy. Unbelievable. <laughs> who, who would be, in all seriousness, who would be the closest thing to, the, to Eddie Murphy currently? Is he just in his own lane? I think he's the best comedic actor we've had. I really do. I just in terms I, of, I, I mean, agree. he can. I mean, Adam Sandler kind of did this, but sure. um, Eddie Murphy, he's known for playing multiple characters in the same movie, and Adam Sandler has kind of done that before, but not to this extent. Not well, not to this level. I would almost oh. argue not even to the level. Yeah, that's a great question. Today, I don't know because comedy is just so different today. Uh, it is. They play it a little too safe today, in my opinion. Like, the, I don't think, um, I don't think the second yeah. one, I don't think the second movie to this is going to be as uh, as raunchy. I don't think. I hope not. I mean, because again, like, if you're going to do a second, if you're going to do a second one, I mean, at least do some things differently. I don't want to feel like I'm just seeing a repeat of the right. first one, which is what oftentimes happens. I, it, not not in the sense of quality, but just a sense of storyline. It just seems like it's not really that put together, but it's a money grab. And I, I really hope that this, you know, this next movie is not going to be that. I really do. I mean, I really don't think there's an alpha for comedy right now. I mean, Will Ferrell is past his prime. Uh, I agree. Kevin Hart, I guess you could make a case, but... He's not on the Eddie Murphy level. I mean, come on. Heavens no. He- no. And, and and it feels like he's only in certain roles, to be quite honest with right. you. And, and, that's, and that's he's always paired with another start. big star as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Great point. Always is. I mean, whether it was with The Rock or uh, Will Ferrell. Eddie Murphy carried it back. He carries the back of actors like uh, LeBron did for his Cavs years. <laughs> just put him on my back. Just give me to the finals. <laughs> Well, Eddie Murphy's run here from 1980 to 2001. Uh, first off, Saturday Night Live, which we said he started when he was 19. He yes, was on there from 80 to 84, he was by sure. far the most important cast member. <laughs> completely, completely by far. Not, not even, not even. Yeah, not even close. By far the most. I mean, you're an SNL guy. Do you go back on YouTube and watch old uh, clips of SNL? I'll do a little bit. I'll do a little bit. But I, I will say like. You know, it almost just makes, I mean, the only type of people I do it for is like Eddie Murphy, you know, like, I mean, I don't do it for your average Joe. Right. Right. You know, he, he just, he took that stage and, and made it his, you know, and, and 
not not too many times do you um especially with saturday night live can people really take it over like that i mean he took it over he t- he still did i mean his last appearance that he just did was un- i thought it was really good i don't know what you think but i thought oh, i thought it his was, last yeah. saturday night live appearance was very good so he still has it in his bag and he needs it he's the only that was the only snl episode i bothered to watch and four years i mean he that was it yeah i know you've been i know you've been frustrated with it i i get it and it's uh i mean snl was in a really bad spot when he came on i mean they were struggling with the ratings yeah the content was iffy and then he came in and jay basically saved the show saved the show yeah he did i mean they uh, you can't overstate what he meant to the show but uh then he did not at all pieces uh, Beverly Hills Cop one through three, and this is Very why I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten a Coming to America sequel yet because, or earlier than this, because they made three Beverly Hills Cop movies. But it's yeah, it made almost yeah. hundred million dollars. It did, and I guess the question is going to be: Do you think that the original cast still has its value today? That's the real question, right? And the main cast is pretty much returning and. I mean, do you think that it still has its same value now? Do you think that it'll still draw the same type of revenue uh, and and attraction uh, that it did, you know, in the first movie? I guess that's my question to you, because I think that's that's going to be the thing that they have to convince people on. Right. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, compared to the first movie, it definitely won't. It definitely won't. I mean, I bet I bet there's some people our age, Caleb, who don't know who the fuck Arsenio Hall is. I mean, let's just be honest here. Which That's is a shame. shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. But he doesn't that do is a stuff shame. anymore. No, he doesn't. But I think Eddie Murphy still has uh, decent pull in Hollywood, which is strange. Totally agree. He doesn't. He's only been in five movies since 2011. Who are you trying to? Such a legend to, that he yeah. can. He 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 demands an audience. Who are you trying to target for this? If you're if you're who are you trying to target for the second sequel? Zach? Who, who are you trying to target? If you got an audience group in mind, who are you targeting? Because you, if you try to target, it's pretty fair to say, I think you suggested it, but I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, that people like Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall may not be very relevant to the college students like us or to around that block like us. You know, my question is, are you just trying to get these diehards that loved it at one point to go watch it again for the sake of enjoyment? I think that's what it is. I think that's what okay. it is. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously we know who Eddie Murphy is. We know how important he is. <laughs> yes. Yes. But the Arsenio Hall thing, you know, he just – I don't think you're going to find a lot of college kids who know who he is unless they've seen no, this movie. Evans, no, Evans, no. Our generation, no way. No. Uh, but I think the main audience is – I'm not against, believe it or not. I'm, and I'm – I guess I'm known for uh, criticizing the lack of original content, but uh, I'm actually not – You definitely are. I'm actually not too much against this movie just because Eddie Murphy has been really inactive this past decade. And Arsenio Hall, I don't know what the hell he's been up to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, he. Yeah, it feels like he's just been gone off planet Earth. Maybe he was on the ship that NASA had to figure out whether <laughs> Mars had real life or not. Seriously, I can't. I mean, he's. It felt like that's been a while since we've seen him on the screen. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna watch the sequel. Um, yeah, I feel. I figure I at least need to do that, but. 
uh, also, Eddie Murphy did Nutty Professor Mulan. He was great in Mulan. I for, I always forget. I always forget that he was in that movie. I always yeah, forget. Mushu. Yeah, baby. I always forget. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I just when I sat there and I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I forget that he was in that. You know, Doctor Doolittle is it was a was a movie he was in though. I sat there, I was like, yeah, you know, classic yep, him. Yeah. But just Mulan is always the one that would bite me. That's the one I would never be able to guess. And then uh, Shrek, which oddly enough, Caleb, I think is the role our generation knows him for. Donkey from Shrek. I mean, he was good. <laughs> He's a great donkey. But, uh, I know. I'm just saying. I'm. But come on. If you're going to point Eddie Murphy to a movie, if you're going to point out Eddie Murphy to somebody who doesn't know him in our generation, do not point to Shrek. Yeah, please don't. Point to coming to America. Yes. Point to coming to America. Point to coming to America. Point to Beverly Hills Cop. Just, uh, I don't want Shrek to be the the one he's known for for our age group. (laughs) No, thank you. He was good in Shrek, but no thanks. He's good in Shrek. I just, let's just, yeah, totally with you. And uh, like I said, only he's only been in five movies since 2011. One of them was uh, Dolomite is My Name, which is on Netflix, and that was a really good movie. Uh, and then Mr. Church, which I guess was a little more dramatic. I haven't seen it, but I uh, heard he was good in it. I am not either. Um, and then the sequel, of course, Coming to America. Uh, we were recording this on Thursday night. The sequel comes out tomorrow on Prime Video. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit, Caleb. Are you, are you excited for this? Are you going to watch this? I mean, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not sitting there like fingers crossed. I can't wait for this. You know, I I just, because I, I, like I said earlier, I just thought it was full. I thought you left it full. The nest, this just feels like a money grab. I hope it's better than a money grab, but this is what it feels like. And that disappoints me. I hate it when movies do that. I hate it when that, when people do that, I hate it. It drives me crazy. Yes. I have a gut feeling that's exactly what this is going to be. And that, that sucks. It's like, I heard the other day, Zach, that Frazier was coming back or something. Oh, it's like, why? Like, come on. Like it, those type of things don't need to come back. Like, let it be full, let it be done. Everybody just get, just thinks that they can recreate these shows and act like they're going to get it back to where it once was. I can't stand that. Now, some, some things I'm okay with it. Like when they brought the X-Files back, I was like, okay, because that show was on for a long time yeah but sure. you can constantly come up that's a genre you can that's fair. you can make that's shit fair. up and keep that's going. fair law and order same thing i don't know why they canceled law and order yeah. there's always content for that but frazier it's like come on dude. Come on. exactly yeah what are we what are we doing the friends reunion exactly. that's happening it's like come on no it's all it's all ridiculous i agree friends ended perfectly just come on come on yeah and the next question was is uh, is the second movie necessary i think you and i can both agree no no it's not i'm still uh got some anticipation for it just because it's eddie murphy and uh i haven't seen him in a movie in a while Totally. Totally. I think that's the biggest thing when you think about this movie uh, is that this is going to happen and, and, you know, he's going to be back on the screen. I mean, again, you're going to have to sell people that he's back on the screen. I think that's how you're going to get the most views, the most attention possible. And it's uh, directed by Craig Brewer who directed uh, Dolomite is my name. So they got a little collab going, but uh, some fun facts real quick before we wrap it up. McDowell's in the movie was actually a Wendy's Caleb. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and 
that's a that's a fact. I, I that's one of those trivia questions that would be like fun to have on your with your friends. Would be like, hey, true or false? McDowell's was actually in a Wendy's. Was actually a Wendy's. I would probably have guessed false had you not mentioned that. This uh, was the first time Eddie played multiple characters in a movie. Which he would go on to do uh, many times after this. Many more times. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Jewish man in the uh, barbershop, the only one who could talk sense really in the uh, barbershop, yep. played by Eddie Murphy, and he tested the makeup by going around set and introducing himself in his normal voice, and no one believed it was him. That's how good the makeup was. Nobody. That is, that that's pretty nuts. That is pretty nuts. <laughs> that is very very nuts. I mean, when you can do that. On another level. And then uh, Sidney Poitier, who is the first uh, black actor to receive the Best Actor Oscar, he was considered to play King Joffer. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Jones, I think it worked out. I think it worked out. I agree. I just, it would be interesting to see how that would have been if he was, you know. (laughs) But at least, because, I I mean, I I agree with you. I think James played it very well. I mean, it's not like you're sitting there. <laughs> I mean, you're picking between two really good people here. You know, oh, at yeah. that point, like, that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, and then the basketball game, the St. John's game at MSG was a real game, Caleb. It was a real game. <laughs> Which is weird. I would not have expected that. I thought that that's that's staged. I did not I did not expect that. This is why you have your own podcast on movies. Uh, all these facts <laughs> are fun, clever, and, and always interesting for the audience. And uh, that's it, Caleb. The first installment of the Circle City Cinema's favorite movie series in the books. Sure. But we're not quite done yet, Caleb. We need you. We need you to plug your stuff. Well, you know, look. Uh, well, we got the uh, Lynn Sandy podcast uh, with my uh, co-host uh, Bryce Shaddy. That schmuck uh, is on with me every uh, every week. Uh, you know, but it all serious. Since we've been doing a lot of college basketball, March Madness is heating up. Uh, we'll be having plenty of content for the next couple of weeks. And then uh, we'll be transitioning uh, out of college basketball into a different uh, particular. Uh, it, it could be about basketball. Uh, it, Zach, it might bring oh. uh, the roots of Linsanity might be uh, coming back oh. uh, into fruition after. Uh, might, I, uh, might I get a so, call? So maybe maybe a potential Southeast, uh, Southeast Division part two. Might I uh, be getting a call to to? to I can't confirm. I can't confirm nor deny that you might get a call to do the Southeast Division again. I can't confirm nor deny. So, you know, I'm always game. You know, I'm always game. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You're also covering some March Madness games yourself, Caleb. I am. Um, I'm. I'm going to be there uh, for at least the first and second rounds, uh, so I'll be able to bring some coverage from inside uh, these places, inside the tournament. Um, you know, I'm obviously excited to be able to do that. Excited to bring that coverage on for the network. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, it's going to be an opportunity to to really see these guys up, you know, up close. I mean, we haven't. I mean, obviously it's been tricky to get inside for a lot of people, right? I mean, media and the way that's been handled because right, of just yeah. COVID and being safe. So having the opportunity to be in there and uh, it, it's going to be great. Yeah. You're going to bring some, uh, some, we have an inside man at the, at the March Madness games, the running we, we hook. We do have an inside. inside. Yes. I told Bryce, I said, I said, you might have to host because I'll be the one that has to break down everything of what I've seen. <laughs> you know, Bryce is normally the breakdown guy and, 
Price was laughing at me. You know, he was like, oh, well, that might have to happen because he's been wanting to try it out. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where Get it goes. Price the wheel. But maybe. Maybe. I mean, it is Price, though. <laughs> you, we all we all know he has the tendency at times to, uh, you know, maybe fumble the bag every once in a while. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Price. Yeah, he, fumbled, he fumbled. You work the- with them every time. You work with them. You work with them as much as I do. So. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Bryce, we got uh, him and JD coming on for a battleground next week. Um, we'll have to. Uh... Oh, I know what it is. It's a NBA awards debate, and uh, the founder Caleb Ooh. Alex Burr will be hopping on that. Uh, that should okay. make for a uh, a uh, heated debate, I'm sure, on the NBA. Well, just tell him that Gallinari doesn't need to be a part of any of those conversations. <laughs> really, not the not signing of the year, Danilo Gallinari. Oh, and Bogdanovich. I don't need that. I don't need that name in there either. So. Don't forget Rondo. Come on, don't forget Rondo. Yeah, I can. I can forget about Rondo. I, <laughs> brought in to be a mentor. I don't know what he's been doing, but hey, we'll uh, we'll keep it moving, I guess. So, well, he has been playing defense, that's for sure. That's uh, for sure. Circle City Cinema. Uh, the road to Fast Nine is in full swing. We just released Too Fast and Furious with JD and Devin yesterday, or today. Sorry, check that out next week. That's great. Oh yeah, you liked it? Uh, yeah, that's been. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, that's the way you guys have been going about that. It's been solid. It's been well done. Uh, you know, ability to bring in different people. Uh, and for me personally, it's been an enjoyable. So so check that out. Check that out for uh, for all your sakes. <laughs> And I got a lot of I got a lot of content coming. I still I have a X two monologue in the chamber that is still waiting to be released. So I don't know when that will be, but that's coming. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, Caleb, one of my favorite movies, celebrating its thirtieth anniversary this year. Wow! Wow! Having my good friend Cooper Ogle on to discuss it. Ah, see, I've never gotten the chance to meet Cooper, but I mean, he is. Uh... He he is one dude, man. He is one type of dude. You and him have great chemistry, though. Anytime the two of you are around, I, I will say it's it's a very solid pop. I have literally never met anyone quite like Cooper, and I I don't ever will. There you go. There you go. I mean, he has a, he has one of one. He's one of one. How about one that? One. He's one of one. He's a total one of one, and I know he yes. loves the movie, so we're gonna have him on talk about it. Uh, yeah. Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, is coming on March 18th, and I'm going to do a monologue on uh, the original Justice League movie that came out in 2017 that wasn't oh wow very great. So I'm gonna yeah, get I'm that one out before the Snyder Cut comes out, and uh, the uh, favorite movie series schedule. We've got this one in the books next time. Bryce Shaddy, the schmuck himself, coming on to discuss his favorite movie, Inception. Oh. <laughs> he always brings up Inception. It'll be good because he'll just be so obsessed with it. And, you know, and, and everybody will enjoy that. But Bryce, that'll be good for Bryce. And then uh, The Road to Fast 9, next week we will be recording. Um, it will be JD and, and uh, Bryce. A battleground reunion talking about the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. So t- check that out. Wow. Wow. Yes. yes. Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, big thanks to our producer, Alex Burr. And as always, folks, thanks for listening.